0: Welcome to the Awake Church podcast. At Awake, our mission is simple. Know God, take action. We pray this podcast will help you on that journey. I mean every every single day, hopefully every day, right? Yeah. Every week is a part of everything that we're doing. And I am going to think about forever, who knows what Kevin looks like. But I don't think that we will ever come to the end of talking about and thanking Jesus for what he's done. I mean it is just central to everything. And I mean there's no other religion. Oh my goodness, nothing. We have this God who came for us, to us, humbled himself in an amazing way. So we're just going to talk about this more today. Uh, much of this you already know. Some who knows it might be a little bit new. But I am so grateful that I have personally Jesus. I am so grateful I am well. not raising up an army to defeat you, Pilate. My kingdom you cannot see, but it is more real than anything that you can see. Verse thirty-seven. Therefore, Pilate said to him, "So you are a king?" Jesus answered, "You say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world to testify to the truth." Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. For this I have been born to be king. He, came, he was born to be king. King of your life, king of my life, king eventually of the entire world. Which that will happen. Revelation 11 15 it says, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And he will reign forever and ever. His kingdom is a spiritual atmosphere that we have all been affected by and lives within us, this kingdom. And we are in it. And eventually, it will double up all of the other kingdoms that in this world. Now, before course, Jesus returned. That is thing. what it will be like when Jesus returns. When his kingdom fully expands in every, every direction and every single way. And all of us, even now, are invited into his kingdom. As you know, Jesus, responds and Pilate's question about being a king with the answer, you say correctly, I am a king. I was born for this. And Jesus is unlike any other king. Unlike Caesar, in history, Jesus humbled in himself yeah. so greatly that he lowered himself, as you know, to being a baby and then a man, and then to being brutally treated and tortured, his beard plucked out, falsely accused, spit on, beaten, crucified. Had some good kings in the past in history in the world. Uh, king David, be wanted to stand out to me. King Josiah stands out to me. There's been some other kings, not just for Israel. Uh, I think for England, they would probably say King Alfred would probably be one of their best of all time. He was a strong believer. Cyrus the Great was a pretty good king. The Persian king. There have been some good ones over time, but none of them like Jesus. Not even close who would be so selfless. The team that you and I have, there's been no team like him in all the earth. And his reign never ends. How about that? And then because you know we're Americans, we don't know much about having a team. You know, what we did when we had one. We broke away from it. away from a king that our country, this country, if you're a citizen here, felt like we needed to be free from. So we've not had a king in a long time. Been a long, long time. But spiritually, we do have a king. So it's a different mindset. It's not a democracy in the kingdom. We don't get a vote. Right? We need to follow this king. So it's a different way of living. If you've been in a nation that has a king, I mean, it's, it's different. I've been in some of those nations. It feels different when you're on the ground. Um, and there's like a oftentimes I would say a harshness. Uh, sometimes when I'm not talking about like a ceremonial monarchy like England has now, Great Britain has now. But other nations that have kings really have unchecked power. They can do whatever they want to do we see that through history. We have some of those living today, hopefully today in some nations. And then history we see them. And what we're going to do oftentimes, because they are fallen men, they're going to accumulate as much as they can for themselves. They will probably dominate the people instead of taking care of and being selfless. They usually take from and accumulate all kinds of things. I mean, King Solomon did this with 700 wives. Crazy. Of material things. I was in a nation once, and the king of that nation, uh, he just I don't know other way to say but raped his nation of, of every resource. People were, as I was driving by, going to my job with the U.S. embassy, people were in garbage, big thousand garbage and were in the streets and picking through some house of the meat and they stuff actually when go by. And then I talked to some other Americans. That We were on the same plane, flying back out of that country to here. And I was asking the question what was that place in the palace? They said we were surrounded by fascinating demons and uh, just abject poverty outside the gates. But the inside was lush and uh, opulent. And there just nothing was. found that we couldn't believe this. We were in some rooms and there were talents of U.S. dollars. Yeah. Talents high, 4 by 4 high of U.S. dollars It's scary for some to think about having a king, seeing God, seeing Jesus as a king. But he's not thinking of that. It's not scary to have Jesus as a king. It's, in fact, the exact opposite. When Jesus appeared on the scene, he didn't look like a king. He was, he was a baby. And then he looked to be a man. And you know what i Was not trying to be something that people would like respect as we are, ah, ah, you got a lot. He just was normal. Just dressed normal. He didn't look like a king. But he is perfect, perfectly just, perfectly loving, perfectly generous. Shares all that he has. No, When he made you and I. No king like that. Do you imagine? A king shares everything that he has. That's what Jesus does. He's perfectly holy, Jesus Christ, in him. Perfectly kind, personal, humble. He's given his entire life, his whole life, poured it out. Salvation. He is salvation. The king of all is coming to save and set free. In the word redeem means to buy out. The term is used specifically in reference to the purchase of slaves freedom. So to redeem someone meant you were purchasing them out of slavery, setting them free. Of course, one the names and the qualities of Jesus to see our redeemer. So, so, whether we realize it or not, we were slaves. We were slaves to sin. Jesus came to free us. One of my favorite characters in history is a guy named Raymond you heard of Raymond? He was born, I think, in 1204, a long time ago. As his mom was giving, trying to And his name, Nonatus, Raymond, no, Renatus, actually means never born. And his father, a, a, of course, lost his wife. He was a wealthy man, raised Raymond to know the Lord. And, and Raymond had this heart for God all the way through. He just had this desire for Jesus. His dad wanted him to do one thing that he felt called to do something different. And, the Lord, he wanted to help people. And what about these, this group of people that were rescuing Christians who were enslaved by um, the Muslims in northern Africa? So he started raising money to go purchase them. He and some other folks raised a bunch of money. He went to North Africa, to where the Christians were being held, used all of his money with two different nations there. Purchased 490 Christians out of slavery to set them free. And his money was gone, and there was still a bunch left. So he said, "What would you take for me? How many Christians can I get set, you know, set free for my life?" And he gave him 28. 28 others were set free and he took their place in prison, hoping that he would be redeemed one day. Converted. The jailers were being converted. They tell him to shut up, he doesn't. And he keeps preaching. He keeps sharing the gospel and the love of Jesus with people. So these same the authorities take a hot iron from the fire and they pierce his bottom lip and his top lip and they put a padlock through his lips. True story. He put a padlock to his lips and shut them up. Hey amount of time. None of was raised for him. Another delegation comes and purchases his spirit. He goes back and continues to live and serve and pastor people. But he got us, of course, his heart, the idea and the thought of redeeming people from Jesus who is our Redeemer. He wanted to redeem others as well. And he did. Romans 5, verse 6 says, For while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the For one will hardly die for a righteous man, although Raven was one of those. Though perhaps for the good man, someone would dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't is right amazing? Before you were ever born, he died for you, thinking about you. Knowing he was going to be a sinner. And die for you, Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me ahead of time from the wrath. It ain't all wrath. It's not for you and us. You know that? The wrath of God is for none of you. None of us because of Jesus. Because he has redeemed us. And there are benefits One of the forgiveness of sins, righteousness, freedom from the law's curse, adoption into God's family, deliverance from sin's bondage, healing, peace with God, being dwelling in the Holy Spirit, eternal life. We redeemed, we get all those things. To be redeemed then is to be forgiven, holy, justified, free, set free, adopted, and reconciled to God. So we, while we were children, were held in bondage under the elemental things of the world. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that, verse 5, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that he might receive, excuse me, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Now, because you are a God has set forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son, but a son and an heir through God. Jesus redeemed us so that we could receive adoption. Adoption is a beautiful thing. You in the natural, when people adopt a child, You know, if you've never had this cry out, Abba, Father, then that transaction may haven't received yet. Until today. Because you can have that very thing. You never feel alone. You never feel an orphan. You feel an orphan you, you never receive your Jesus and His redemption. Is you are His. Bless you too. Colossians 1 verse 13 says this. in whom, verse 14, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And let's skip down to verse 21. And although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds. You know, I think of those the uh, the life before we met Jesus and the life we see of people, uh, whether it's in Hollywood or on the news or whatever. Engaged in evil deeds. That is the situation, that's the status of an unredeemed sinner. That's just what we are. All of us. I'm not better, you're not better than anybody else, but that's what we were before Jesus. Apostle in mind engaged in evil deeds. Verse 22. Yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him. Blameless And beyond reproach. That's a remarkable thing Jesus has done for us. Ripped us out of the kingdom of darkness, placed us in his own kingdom, made us all righteous, broke the chains of bondage, of course, made us heirs with him. And as king of the universe, which Jesus is, he really he was. He decided to find a king in another country. I'm going to. I mean, that was a, a bad sin. That was adultery. they had a murder on that. And then when David is repenting in Psalm fifty-one, he says, "Lord, against you only have I sinned." I'm thinking, you
1: know, <laughs> I think he sinned against other people too. But as
0: king, you really have an authority to do what you want to do. It's amazing. Jesus. He's been given authority, all authority in heaven and earth, all authority. Right? He can do whatever he wants. And what does he want? He's demonstrated that he wants you to be saved and redeemed entirely, to fill you with the Spirit, to break every bondage that you have in Egypt. Day and forever. What he used to do, he still does. And will always do. He's inviting you. He's the one who says, you receive, you have, you ask, I'll give. He fills with his spirit. <laughs> and the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. In other words, if we haven't responded to him in a way, then guess what? Today's that day. I can respond. I can invite. I can receive. First, wants us to receive his love, then his forgiveness, and then his cleansing and washing by his blood, then to receive your adoption and your adoption papers as a son or a daughter, and then to fill you with his spirit. Got mad me three days later, and I didn't know why. And he said, I understand, you know, thank you for telling me about Jesus and all this, but why? have you would help me my new name. I did not know I was supposed to give you one. But he wanted a new identity. He wanted a different identity, a brand new one. For you and I, when we receive Jesus, you get a brand new identity. As a Son of the Father, Daughter of the Father. the bondage breaker. Well, he went to the temple on the Sabbath. He started to read. Isaiah, and he read in there, I came to set captives free. He starts reading, the prophecy of Isaiah. And he said, Jesus, this is fulfilled in your good. So I came to set the captives free. Jesus wants that. Is there anybody who, want today. I'm just asking you to say whatever that is. Salvation, healing, redemption, adoption, joy, all the things you to do hope. He has rest for the weary. So he said, "So come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. So there's something you identify inside of you, inside of what's the Or whether it is your soul, whether it is your spirit man, that needs something that he has to give. Uh, anybody else? So here's something incredible. We talk about this all the time with the saints to receive You let us receive something.
1: So I say,
0: those you for listening to this message. For updates on future episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. For more information about Awake Church, visit awakechurch.com.